You're listening to the Melrose Place podcast, where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every episode of the hit 90s TV series Melrose Place. I'm Dan Hill. And I'm Jenny Hill. Let's get started now. Okay, so this episode was episode 13, Dreams Come True, the air date was October 28th, 1992, and today we have my sister who is in town with us, Sarah, who is responsible for this podcast in a way because she bought me season one on DVD, and I loved it, and we used to watch it when we were kids. So, hey, Sarah. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Yay! Sarah, what did you think? Was it a walk down memory lane? Ooh, this one was a whopper. <laughs> it was a doozy. <laughs> did it just ignite all of these it, memories? It sure did, and I caught on to a lot of stuff that I did not even notice the first time around, because I was probably about 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this little project, so... I don't know if I should thank you or choke you out, but... <laughs> you? Sarah? I love it. Sarah was doing podcasts before anybody. Remember, we used to do... We would record tapes. Oh, yeah. We'd do our own little radio shows that were just for our yeah. listening You pleasure. did? Yeah. We they would, were weird. We'd do you it. have any still? I think Maybe. I do, actually. You really house, do? At my house, yeah. We would put them in like a cassette, a cassette tape, uh-huh. and hit record and make up stories. Yeah. Oh. And then play them back. First podcasters ever. First podcast ever. <laughs> that was back in Pioneers, the eighties. Pioneers, babies. Yeah, man. So let's jump into the episode. Uh, straight off the bat, there's lots of new stuff in the opening credits. Oh yeah. A lot of new. You stuff. pointed some good stuff out. Yeah. There's some. There's some new Billy shots. There's, he needed uh, some new shots. He did need some new shots. <laughs> they really need to revamp this character and do whatever they can to make him cooler. <laughs> uh, there was some new Jake, I think. Yeah, I don't. Know. Maybe like a new a new uh, Jane. Yeah, we had some nice new little little some vignettes. Snippets. Yeah, some little snippets. snippets. Right. So we're starting here at Keith's house. Uh, Allison is fully clothed, and Keith. Is appears to be completely naked except for the covers, and they're doing some kind of leg rubbing. By the way, thing. can we talk about that comforter? Yeah, <laughs> the, the very colorful speckles of some sort of pattern. Very, very nineties. It's like Saved by the Bell threw up. Yeah, it's like, like Saved the by opening. the Bell meets like Surratt's dots or something. Ooh. <laughs> and like they're like making out, and and she's like, I gotta go home, and I gotta get ready for work, and blah blah blah. But she, this is her third sexual partner ever. Yeah, ever, and she's such a freak with him. She's all up in well, it. Well, apparently 
she started out being a freak since she lost her virginity in the backseat of her Hey, car. that's right. a good so, point. Apparently that's she true. set the bar high at a very early age and is just continuing not to drop that bar. Mm-hmm. And we've never seen her with anybody like sexually. So we don't know if this is the norm. We don't know what her baseline is. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're making out. She's like, I've got to go make a living now. And she says that she wants Keith to meet her friends. So Actually, she doesn't say that. He says that he wants to meet her friends. He's like, I wouldn't be. He's like, I wouldn't mind meeting your friends. Mm. And she seems totally ashamed of him. And is like, yeah. uh, Good catch. Because he does say, at least if you're not ashamed of me, that is. And she's totally, completely ashamed of him. Because you can tell. She knows. She should not be hooking up with this married dude. She knew it off the bat. But the sex is so good. It's just it's just too good. He's got the good D. I well, guess. Oh, my gosh. So well. they make a plan to hang out at Shooter's later that night. Mm-hmm. So we jump over to Billy and Allison's place. Billy's super pissed that Allison is still into Keith. Yeah, he's like, I thought you were done with this guy. It's all roses and sunshine now when last night you're saying you're going to break up with him. And what are you doing? And that Allison's just like, Billy, it's complicated. I'm happy. Why can't you be happy for me? And he's like, I am happy for you. It seems yeah. like these two just constantly communicate via temper tantrums towards each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like one tantrum after another and nothing ever gets resolved. Yeah. It's a good observation. Allison very true. is Billy's child. <laughs> and Billy is Allison's child. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So later that night, we're at Shooters. Sandy's serving a guy. Uh, did you notice how much a beer costs in, in 1992? No. $4.50, which I will say, guys, it's that's not as surprising as what I thought it would be. It's good. I did not notice that, but I did notice on the scene where it cuts to this re- this guy with this long Pearl Jamish hair and they're playing like the alternative oh, yeah. time yeah. style, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam esque music. Mm-hmm. Great. I feel Great. like they really wanted to give shooters like a rock, like a hard rock edge, yeah, and like, like a grungy. Yeah, like, we're we're not like at this preppy bar. It's like shooters is evolving. Yeah, yeah. There was way more. Um, uh, what do you call it? Intro shots. Right. Oh, with, yeah. With a longer, like, song. Like, we're not going to be afraid to play Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is... This Jagged is, little pill. We saw two people pay at Shooters this time, this episode. Mm. I've never seen anybody pay at Shooters. Oh, Oh. Yeah. Well, $4.50, which, I mean, it's not like I'm hanging out at, like, high-end places, and I know Shooters is, like, too school, cool for school and whatever, but I thought four fifty. I was thinking it was be, would be, like, two or three bucks, but I was surprised at that, and Sandy serves the casting director for the soap opera Forever and Tomorrow. And he's like, I've been watching you for a long time. And we want you to audition. And she's like, yeah, right. Bullshit. Keep in mind, all this is coming off of last episode where she was actually stalked. So <laughs> now she's getting this, you know, invitation from this guy. I was like, just give me your phone number and, you know, I'll hook yeah. you up. Yeah, right, buddy. She's a little defensive. Well, Back and off. actually, that is a really great point because my head wasn't even there. I'm like, oh, whatever. Sandy's just making it big now. But you're right because she was really like, okay, I know you're she totally throwing me for loop. Yeah. these stalkers. She's like, yeah, 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 I got it, whatever. And she totally blows them off. 
And then she goes and meet, meets up with all the girls who are having a pool night. Yeah, they're the playing pool. They're, uh, and then Matt says he has a dinner date, so he has to go. And th- normally, this is like Matt like, bye, I'm not allowed to be in the episode anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> he always takes off and like you just never see him again. So I was like, okay, well, I guess that's the end of Matt in this one. But no. There's way more oh, than that. Oh, we'll yeah. get into that, guys. Yeah. Um, but for now, the girls are playing pool. They're gabbing a little bit. And Allison is going on and on about her new beau, Keith. Keith. They're supposed to meet that night. Right. Yes. Yeah. He's so great. He's so warm. He's so handsome. He's so passionate about the environment. But wait, guys. There's just one thing I've got to tell you before he gets here. Oh, he's married. Yeah. Uh. So, of course, there's a dead silence. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. And Jane ain't buying it, and uh, Rhonda is like, oh, hell no. No, Sandy's not happy either, so they're all kind of like, uh. And then she's like, well, girls, it's not like he has cancer. He's just married. just a wife. Just a wife. Not cancer. Just a wife. Yeah. (laughs) And Allison tells them, but it's okay because the marriage is dead. And, And wait, does that mean that their reaction is okay if he had cancer? (laughs) <laughs> good point good point Daniel good like, point like let's say Keith did have cancer and she was dating him would they just all be like oh no you don't you can't date him oh yeah no Mm-mm. you better break it off now what? he's not gonna be around for a while I don't know that's a, that's yeah good point well, no, but Jane actually made a comment you know when uh when when she was, when Allison was first telling everybody about Keith and she was like oh no I like Keith he seems really sincere mm-hmm. She is sucking down that sincere comment now like it is lava. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that the truth? Well, that's when our man Keith walks up and he's like, oh, I uh, hope I didn't uh, barge in or like interrupt anything. And Allison just looks at him and he's and she's like, look, I had a really long day. Is it okay if we just go? And, and he's like, oh, sure, Allison, no and problem. And keep in mind, guys, okay, Shooters is in, like, Melrose, like, the Melrose area, right? Mm-hmm. He lives at the beach. Yeah, so that was a long trip. So he went all the freaking way there to that bar for literally two minutes and then has to turn around and go all the way home. Mm. That's like a four-hour round trip. It's a long trip. Yeah. But Allison's worth it, you know? She is. She's a beautiful, smart receptionist. <laughs> So and she's got a lot going mer- for her. Yeah. She's got a lot going for her. They walk out the doors and then Jane turns to Rhonda and says, he's going to break Allison's heart. Yep. And Sandy gives this, I mean, uh, Rhonda gives this concerned look like, mm-mm. Is that foreshadowing? I don't know, guys. Yeah. I, so, I think, I don't, mm, I'm just not going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's later that evening and Matt is coming out of the Casba Club where we see they have... Drinks, deli, bakery, it's kind of like a hodgepodge of, I don't know if it's a grocery store, if it's a club, if it's a restaurant. Maybe a Greek yeah. restaurant, who knows. Could be. All of the above. And <laughs> he's walking out with this guy, he gives him a hug, says, oh, we should meet up another time, it was great to see you, have a good night. And the guy walks away, and then there are three onlookers, uh, three guys who are kind of like snickering and walking behind him and they're looking at each other, giving each other glances like, yeah, let's mess Meanwhile, with this Meanwhile, the guy. music is looming at yeah. this point, so you just know a hate crime is about to go down. And they go 
They go from zero to a hundred very quickly. They yeah. love that approach. All they Matt's saw, got pretty rocked. Yeah, all they saw was two dudes hug, and they were like, without saying anything. Just like, like non-verbal let's, communication, let's, like, like... Let's fuck this guy Like, up. they had to know when they left the house that night that, look, we are down to beat up a gay dude. Yeah, yeah. because like, is that a gay club? Are they hanging out outside of a gay club, like, waiting for some Yeah, that's prey? the other thing. Yeah. Why are they hanging outside those, of the club? If they hate gay people so much, why are yeah. they there? Those guys are also right. gay, and they won't accept it. Well, okay. I, I think may, that might be part of it. Yeah. I think that might be there so is self-hate, <laughs> self-loathing. <laughs> Gay crime. There is an underlying story here. So they're following uh, poor Matt and they're pushing him and kind of taunting him. And Matt turns around and is like, hey, you better take a walk, buddy. And then they go, hey, queer boy. And it's like, who is is saying that? Who says that shit? (laughs) It's fucked up. But I will say the blocking of this jumping was pretty good. It was a good, good stage, stage combat. Yeah, good stage <laughs> combat, if you will. It was. And, I mean, they really mess him up. They did. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did. gets a punch in. They did. But that's but it. But then he that's gets punched it. in the face and then Kicked he in the ribs. immediately down. slams his face against the trunk of a car. Mm-hmm. That's going to hurt. And he got backed into a newspaper uh, dispenser. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's always painful. And then did you guys notice that, like, that shot of his face at the end, he's like laying on the curb, like blood's coming out of his face, and he's like, Ugh. he did and an additional quiver. He did. There were several. It really brought it home but for me. It was like several seconds, and it really like I think the director really wanted to like hit home that like this was bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This it is- was. Well, visually, it looked horrible. Yeah, horrible. it was bad. Blood everywhere. Yeah, Not cool. Not cool, guys. No. Agreed. Uh, so Gay crime's never good. By the way, there was a there was an f bomb dropped in there. Yeah, oh, and we're not talking f u c k. Yeah, you're, you're right. There was an they they said f a g in 1992 and, on the television. Yeah. And a guy like yep. that was jarring to hear yeah, that. I it was like believe what? Yeah. what? Because yeah. it's like it's very aggressive. I can see why they only broadcasted after 10 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of that. I can't believe they <laughs> let that fly. But bitch flies usually on that show. Well, well sure. A couple, it's been a couple times now. Yeah. Sure. It flew just now, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we are back at the Mancini's apartment and... Yo. Okay. My man, my man Michael Mancini is so gangster. Jane always tries to talk to him about something really important when... My my guy with two jobs, property manager and and uh, doctor, at like three in the morning. They're late. It's late at night, and she's trying to have a conversation about Allison having an affair. And Michael's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Jane, relax, okay? All guys like other other girls." It's fine. And then it's, it's human clear nature. that Mancini does not have a shovel big enough to dig himself out of <laughs> this hole that he well, just made himself Well, he in. says, look, two-thirds of married men cheat. And I'm thinking, where does he get that figure? Yeah, he just knows it when he's asleep. I mean, it's a well-known fact, Jenny. Two-thirds. It's a well-known fact. Two-thirds. And he's like, it's only human nature. Haven't you noticed anybody, Jane? Are you... Are, are you immune to seeing hot, sexy guys? And she's like, um, yeah, I've noticed a couple. Yeah, yeah of right. course you did. You noticed those two dudes you hid your wedding ring from <laughs> in episode two or three and lost it. 
But Dan, you make a good point because lately the only way we're getting our Mancini in is like late night when he's trying to sleep and people yeah. are talking to him about important stuff. He's always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got to get some sleep. People are coming over, bringing them, bringing them like bringing them answer their answering machine, machines. And he has to like decipher what this is about. And he's like, I, mean, I, yeah, I don't upset. know, whatever. I'd be upset. He's cleaning pools full of flowers. I'd be upset. (laughs) They're lucky he even woke up for any of that. Yeah. The poor guy works round the clock. He does. He does a good job. He does a good job. We are back at Keith's beach house. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, Allison's trying to leave. She hasn't been back to her house in several nights. She's been sleeping over there lots of nights in a row. And he's like, Allison, if you want to stay home tonight, stay home tonight. Let's keep in mind that they he came all the way to Shooters. And then mm-hmm. she made him leave there. They went all the way back to his place in Malibu. And now she's saying that she needs to leave again. So she's going to take another <laughs> two-hour trip. <laughs> Back to Melrose. So that is she goes tough. all the way there just to want to leave and go. In, and in what car? Because her car six hours. <laughs> We're talking six hours in that six beater. Six hours of travel time. Yeah. And she, she has got a lot of time. And she's driving around in that beater that she refused to sell. Yep. And Keith is like, look, Allison, I want you to be happy. There's no reason why we can't take this slow. And I think that that really... Played on her heartstrings and a makeout session sues, and they're back in the house. Yeah, but somewhere in there, he throws in the con. Either he or she throws in the comment of, "How did we get so lucky?" Oh, it was yeah. her. She's like, "How did I get so lucky?" Bitch, you are fucking a married man. <laughs> Neither of you are lucky in this situation. Yeah. and you have added on another two hours to your travel time tonight. <laughs> She's You're not a, lucky in any way, shape, or form in this situation. She's such a dope, and she knows that she's fucking up. She knows it. She's she like, does. I gotta go to work. I gotta get out of here. And she just stays. This man, this man has a nine-inch penis. That's all it is. That's what <laughs> it is. At this point, it's more like 11. Yeah, it's 11. <laughs> so, uh, she's not going home. She's addicted. And then uh, we cut to the evening uh, back at the Melrose Place Courtyard. Jake spots Matt, and he's, like, hobbled. Like, really hobbled in. He's, like, Ugh. He, like, can't get his keys out. He's disoriented. Yeah. And, of course, Jake being the greatest man on the planet, <laughs> he's, like, what's going on here? I got to interject. What, Matt, what is up with you? And it reveals excellent makeup, by the way. Matt is, he's all jacked up. His lip is huge. He's got blood all over him. And uh, Jake's got to take care of him. Did you a scab within the cut? Yeah. That was was well It's really good. Yeah. Right. I would have liked to see a little more bruising in the eyes, but (laughs) I think overall it was was good. Yeah. And Jake's like, dude, you got to go to the hospital. Come on, man. We're going. And they do it. Jake's a man of his word. I hope. I like to envision that they went on Jake's motorcycle <laughs> and Jake had him. Yeah, Jake had him like hog tied on the back or like like in his lap. Like, come on, buddy. I got to get you. 
you know? So we cut to the hospital. They're there at the reception area. They're filing a report with some police officers. And um, again, the police of Melrose Place just don't seem to be helpful. They can't solve crime. They are basically <laughs> like, look, don't get your hopes up. This was a hate crime. If these yeah. guys don't have records, we're probably not going to be able to find them. But we do have this guy, Detective Gold. He is the head of hate crimes. You can contact him and maybe he can help you out. And we're doing all we can, which at this point is taking your report while at the hospital. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's it. But they, um, this was an odd choice. The, they make the cops say like, sorry about your boyfriend. And then Jake's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not my boyfriend. <laughs> Jake has to like assert. He's got to be he sure. Straight. He's not that. It cannot be yeah. mistaken for a gay right. person. He's like, Jake, hey. Jake is about to lay it down. Yeah, but not in that way. Yeah, Jake. Then Jake, he's like, well, looks like we got to find these guys. It's like we got to handle this ourselves. And I'm Get like, a couple of baseball bats. Find like the I guys. Said, about to lay it down. Yeah, Jake ain't playing, man. But that's when Matt's like, look, I don't believe in solving violence with violence. We go after them with baseball bats and they kill us. And what do we do then? We're dead. Mm -hmm. Not going to solve anything, Jake. Like, come on. We just, we got to go home. We got to call it a night. So they leave the hospital. Except did anyone even notice, did Matt even see a doctor? Because he still he had all of the same like makeup <laughs> work done. No stitches anywhere. Or, which he yeah. clearly needed them in his lip. He needed them, I think, around his eye or something. No medical care given and, at this hospital. And <laughs> that's a good point because, like, do police just take reports at hospitals? Uh, yeah, sometimes. They do? Sometimes. Haven't okay. you seen SVU? Hello? I mean, not yeah. as much as you guys, I guess. <laughs> For Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, they take okay. them all the time. Take them all the time. Okay. So it's the next morning, and Rhonda and Billy are making breakfast for Matt, and this is when Billy is like, oh, Matt, I know exactly how you're feeling. I went through the same exact thing when I got carjacked. And Matt is like, Billy, it wasn't the same thing. Yeah. I got physically attacked because I'm gay. You just got your freaking wallet stolen and your car stolen. And when he walks out, Billy's like, that's denial. I went through the same thing. Oh, and, and poor Matt at the beginning, he's like, geez, thanks, guys. All I had to do was get my ass kicked and somebody makes me breakfast. <laughs> he didn't say that. Poor Matt. All he wanted was a little brunch. Yeah. Jesus. Everyone needs a little brunch in their lives. It is delicious. The poor guy. So we go to D&D. &D. Allison's working the receptionist desk. And Billy comes in to drop off some files. Because, of course, since Allison hasn't been home in the past five days, she's really not able to get clothes or get the stuff that she needs to be taking into work. So I guess there's some files that they need for an upcoming meeting that well, day. Technically, Allison's, oh, Allison says, well, thank God you brought the skateboard file. So then Billy says, well, yes, I brought the skateboard file. And then Allison says, wait, you just brought one? I thought I said files. 
No, Allison, you didn't even say files when you said, thank God you brought the file. <laughs> so, yeah. keyboard file. Yeah. So, she changes mid-conversation mid, uh, mid about her, yeah. what she wanted from Billy. And, and, of course, immediately after, Lucy, her boss, comes in and is like, oh, great, Allison. Do you have the file on the blah, blah, blah? The but single even, file. Even before that, Billy is like... Hey, why don't you ask old lover boy to get you the other file? I'm out of here. I got work to do. And it's like, yo, how many times has Allison helped your ass out? You can't go back and get That's the file. True. You drive a cab. Yeah, but still, if he's driving to go pick up the file, zzz, or singular, <laughs> um, he's not making money doing whatever it is that he does. True. Have we ever seen a, a, a person in his cab? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, two, which he ended up Just dating. Checking. Just oh. the two women that oh. he ended up dating. Yeah, he only dates his fares. And you know what? My bad. Both, two of them, they both didn't pay him. One paid him in comedy tickets. Oh, they paid. And the other one. <laughs> <laughs> they paid. <laughs> they settled up in some way, shape, form. We've never seen him actually accept money for rides. Yeah. Only, he's only got, received tickets. <laughs> so I want to point out that Allison is still wearing her Cotton Henley and her very 90s plaid skirt and white Ked sneakers from the night before. Hey, nice. I what I did make, I was thinking like, oh, like it was cool to wear Keds to the office. Well, I was I actually was thinking what kind of secretary shows up to what does she work at an ad agency yeah, or something? Yeah. To an ad agency wearing a Cotton Henley, a plaid skirt and white Keds. Never would have happened. I'm very surprised. I'm actually very shocked that she didn't have on the tights with a little chunk of lace at the bottom. Oh. Yep. Very shocked. It was casual Friday. Yeah. So yeah. Lucy is like, Allison, my office. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, she, and of course, Allison starts with, I'm sorry. I know I sound like a flake. And she's like, Allison, don't. Start with me. You keep this up, and you better stop looking for another job. And then, of course, it gets too personal. They are like... Exactly. It's like mother-daughter exactly. here. Yeah, and she's like, to tell you the truth, I didn't even go home last night. It's like, why would you oh divulge that to your boss? Yeah. I'm trying to think if I would ever tell that to my boss, and the answer here is... Every time, no. No. Yeah, never. Definitely yeah. not. And then as if that's not enough... She's talking about, you know, her boss is saying, well, I hope the guy's worth it. You know, mm -hmm. why don't you just get engaged or marry him? And Allison says, it's it's a little bit complicated. It's and complicated. then the boss looks at her and she's like, he's married. <laughs> and Allison is like, yep. Yep. <laughs> he's married. Why would you ever share that with an employer? Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. And, and with your receptionist. Yeah, exactly. Like, Y'all should just be on high buys. <laughs> and you already have a couple strikes against you because one, you're effing up at work. Two, you're in this Henley and plaids and keds. Yeah. <laughs> Things are not going off your brain. Yeah. I think the last thing you need to do is tell your boss about the most you know, in-depth conversation y'all should have is like, how was your weekend? Good. Hey, you? Good. Wonderful. Okay. I'll get those files to you right yeah. away. <laughs> any any calls? Nope. Bye for the rest of the day. Aces. You got a gold star for today. Yeah. That's it. With yeah. your receptionist. Yeah. Okay. So let's switch gears here. Matt is at the shelter. This is the first time we've seen Matt 
actually in action do his work. And guys, <laughs> I, he's, Matt is not good at his job. He's not good at his job. Okay, Matt is all about the forcibly aggressive psychotherapy. Yeah. yeah. We start off with there, like this person. He's speaking English, but I really well, am not sure no, what he's what saying. Matt asks the question. <laughs> I want to know what sets you off. I have a couple of questions myself. Yeah. About this. This, let's let's unpack this. The uh, the kid. What I think the kid is trying to describe is how other people look at him and like how they look at him differently and don't give him a chance and he should just shoot them all. Well, right? He, I, I don't even know if part of that is correct because I can't get past the first thing he says, or that maybe it's the second. Like, this group is in but deep. He says, you know, he he says something about blah blah blah, being a blank white jackass. What exactly is a blink white jackass? I don't know. Like, well, I, I'm not as sure. a blink white jackass, <laughs> I he was talking about how he's annoyed when he goes into a store. People are always following him and seeing if he's trying to steal stuff. And he's like, why are you following me? Stop looking at me. I should probably smoke their butts, is what he said. Yeah, after already saying butts. jackass. The blink white jackass. I'm going to smoke after their butts. After already saying jackass, he hesitates on saying ass again, so he replaces it with butts. It's like, guys, this is above Matt here, you yeah, know? I this don't guy think Matt is fully trained for this. He wants to murder Especially people. Especially not for what's about to go down. Yeah, the kid wants to murder people. And then... He calls on uh, Malo, uh, who, who we found. Who we found out his name is actually Amalo. Amalo. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, "Come on, Amalo. What's up? What's wrong? You haven't said anything." And he's like, "Talk to me, essay." He's put. Yeah. Racist. Right. Amalo right? is right. Hispanic, so he says that to him and he calls him an essay, which I I've thought always thought that that is not a friendly street term. Yeah. No. 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 You call I, someone essay. No. That's a recipe for disaster. It was in blood in, blood out. Yeah. You know, like, oh. I kind of think it's not okay for today's I'm loco, essay. <laughs> Who are you trying to get crazy with, essay? I'm kind of thinking it's not all right. Yeah, it's not okay. And then, like, Malo, he wants to be left alone. He does not want to share with the group. And uh, while this is going on, Matt's superior is also in the room watching this exchange. And Matt is getting very aggressive Extremely. and he's like let it out Malo tell us what you want Malo Malo's come on Malo he'll is it a bu- kill him yeah. and all this stuff he's like and you know, are you I angry believe it. Yeah, I, he's totally like, bu- I totally believe it I would have run out the room he's like is it about your mom and dad talk about your mom and dad and then that's when the first guy's like yeah his mom's a hoe and everyone's like oh and, and then, then Malo Malo's definitely got some demons. Yeah. He's got some demons that I don't think he can work through in just that session with Matt. So Malo picks up his foldy chair, slings it at, at the games. At the, uh, the board across. games. The board yeah. games. By the way, um, I want to just point out a couple, f- uh, a few, a f- four, actually no, three that I noticed over there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Risk, Risk, Battleship, one of my personal faves, and the, the game Outburst. Oh, fun one. those are fun all one. good therapy all good games. ones. Yeah. So, <laughs> Especially Risk. Yeah. So Malo goes apeshit about his parents. Um, I have a note here that says, Malo has hate in his heart. Oh. <laughs> and uh, the next scene... 
Well, for no, they're oh, Molo you... starts crying, right? And then Matt goes over to hug him, and then Matt Superior, his boss, is like looking on, like, oh, you can tell he's very like supportive of this. He's like, great job. Like he just witnessed a breakthrough. He's getting through to the kids. Yeah, mm. yeah that's yeah. what we see all over his face. So that's when we go back over um, to we're with Sandy and Rhonda. Yes. yes. And turns out that the guy that Sandy was serving at Shooters, who said he was a casting director for Forever and Tomorrow, mm-hmm. the hit soap opera on in 92, uh, was legit. And yes, she was. has an audition in New York tomorrow. Uh, BT dubs, uh, Sandy is wearing the sports bra of a 12-year-old girl <laughs> in this scene. It's yeah. red with white polka dots it's... and barely comes down to cover any under A lot of under boobs Which happening. Sandy, Sandy's actually lacking the under boob. It's, it's... <laughs> mostly top. <laughs> nothing actually comes to the under, under portion. Yeah. My note is Sandy is wearing nothing and uh, I didn't mind it. As a as a, as a as an onlooker, so she tells Rhonda that she's up for the role of Doctor Aviva Lester. And this, Jenny, this is it. I, I immediately was like, "This is her last episode." You here. called it. So Doctor Aviva Lester is this sexy young neurosurgeon, and Rhonda and Sandy start going over the storylines. Which, this by the way, I, I couldn't follow as soon as they like Mm-mm. started saying that. Well, I was like, what the hell is this shit? What I thought was funny is that I think that they're describing what's going to happen in Melrose Place in like two years. Really? I mean, oh. the stuff that they're saying, they're like, and then she gets, she turns into a lobotomized person that's going after the man. But did, was she, like, did she get her memory wiped? No, she didn't. Like, they were going off of these crazy oh. storylines and I'm like, that might I'm pick like, up. I'm like, guys, a rewatch. like, you are describing what Melrose Place is going to be in like huh. two seasons. Huh. It gets that crazy. Wow. Yeah, we'll have to revisit, make a note and revisit that and mm. see if if it if she does do the synopsis. Mm. I don't know. So Sandy's really excited about this audition. Mm. So then we cut to indoor football. Yeah, I have that note too. What? <laughs> They're playing <laughs> at the indoor fo- football oh, at the halfway house. Let them play football in the oh, freaking the mattress, like up against the thing. The I don't know. <laughs> well, they're running around. Really and it uh, turns out Detective Gold of the hate crime department shows up at Matt's place of work. Right. His boss show, shows Detective Gold into the area where all the kids are playing. They don't go anywhere private. They just sit down in front of everybody. And Detective Gold is like, hey, so you were beaten up last night, huh? By the way, I have a question to interject here. So... Uh, Matt's boss didn't notice before the cops got there that Matt was severely beaten and bruised. <laughs> and he didn't ask him what happened to him then. No way. Luck. It's all and about he's the just kids. letting this guy who has clearly been jumped or fell down 18 flights of stairs <laughs> counsel these children without finding out what happened and why he looks severely Don't ask disfigured. questions. The focus is about the kids. Yeah, well... I would like my kids not to be counseled by Quasi <laughs> if at all possible. <laughs> fun, fun fact, um, this cop, what was it, Detective Gold? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is uh, guest star John Capodis, who also plays Iguato 
from Ace Ventura. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So just a little fun fact there. Thanks. So Matt's like, "Uh, I wasn't beaten up. I was attacked. I was attacked because I'm gay. And the detective is like, hey, you want me to nail these guys? And he's like, yes, I do. And then he's like. Funny choice of words. (laughs) Want me to nail them? It's like, great, thanks for your interview. Wait, Bye. as is the, the kid who, what is it, Blink something, Blink Whitey's, what is it? He it's says like something. Blink White Jackass. Like he says, I'm going to get on their butts or something like that. Also hmm. a funny choice of words. Yeah, agreed. Hmm. Well, all like that's all the detective needs. He just needed Matt to say out loud that he's to gay. Go ahead. And that's why he was attacked. Mm-hmm. And then we cut over to the face of Matt's employer who showed the detective in and immediately his face just drops. Very disproving. And he's like, This guy's gay. Disproving. No, thank you. Yeah, he's not into it. Um so then we go to Billy and Allison's apartment. Billy's acting out. By the way, Billy is a child. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we've yeah. established he this is, many times. He oh, yeah. is many times an infant, in fact. Um, he's just, he, he's a child. He's eating a lot of junk food so that Allison comes back. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. understand. He's all alone. He's like eating frosting. He's and... standing up in the kitchen. He's like, "Oh, well, that's it, Allison. Soup to nuts. Three minutes. Now I'm gonna go for a can of frosting." And she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, now that you're alone, now that I'm alone and you're not here, I don't have anybody to tell me what to do." Hey, Rosemary's baby's on tonight. Want to get scared together? So basically, <laughs> mommy's gone. And he's going to eat all the junk food and watch all the scary movies he wants because one, mommy isn't here and he doesn't have a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. he's a child. So Allison is like, Billy, look, I'm going back over to Keith's tonight. I'm not staying for long. I've just got to gather some of my stuff. And Billy's upset. He's like, he's really changing you. You used to have morals. And Allison is like, Billy, I love him, okay? Uh, I yeah. love him. By the way, has anyone dope. else noticed that Allison has the creepiest doll collection on earth. Oh, yeah. They're not even sitting on the shelves, like, neatly. They're, like, slumped over. Stacked against each other. Oh, so creepy. And it's funny, Sarah, that you mentioned that because that was discussed in episode number one. Oh, my goodness. When Mm -hmm. Billy finds Allison and is like, look, your old roommate told me all about you, your crazy doll collection. Oh, my goodness. And this is the proof. Yeah, it he is. He wasn't kidding. It's awful. No wonder <laughs> Keith never comes to her house. I wouldn't either. So, guys, we have come to the part of the episode where Sandy is off to the races. She's mm. she's headed out. She's mm-hmm. going to her the audition. Rhonda gives her a big old hug at the at the gate. Bags are packed. Yeah. The taxi's waiting. And, See ya, Sandy. And at, yeah, at this point, I'm watching it like this is the last time we're going to see Sandy. So I was. You might be right. I was a little choked up. Got a little choked up there. I was like, we miss you, Sandy. Good luck at the audition. I'll probably miss Sandy as much as I miss her accent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that takes us back to Keith's beach house, and there's a pot of sauce on the stove. No, that better be soup. A lot of sauce. That is way too much sauce. So much sauce. Spaghetti dinner for two. The biggest pot of sauce I've ever seen. Yes. Yes. And, uh, is this his actual house, by the way? Like, okay, where no. does his wife live? They put him up. 
His the... wife is a lobbyist in DC. Okay. He gets put off by put up by Ocean Alert okay. in like this badass beach casita. That would never happen. I mean, he's with no neighbors. Steps never away happen. from the beach. Never right happen. there. That would never happen. Well, I I just wish it could and would happen for me, but it won't. So Allison's fishing for uh, Keith to define uh, murder or like it's dead. No, he's okay. So (laughs) she's like, Keith, I need a definition of what dead is. Are all of my friends right? What does dead mean when you're talking about your marriage? And he's like, Allison, it's over. Dead means dead. We're done. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, it's my wife. (laughs) Allison, please go away. (laughs) And Allison... And then Allison says, I can't believe it. What can't you believe? You knew yeah. he was married. Yeah. You, you have this feeling that it's not dead. And he's, he does, he does this throwaway. What don't you believe? He does this great throwaway line that's like, hello? Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and then Allison's like, I'm nobody? And he's like, I gotta take this in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah. okay, I'm out of here again. Yeah, so Allison is heartbroken. Um, we're back to Billy and Allison's apartment. It's the next day. She's getting breakfast together. Um, and Billy comes in. And I gotta say, Billy's hair looks really good in this scene. Also, there's But it's a bedhead. Pretty, it's supposed to be bedhead. There's a pretty awesomely drawn picture on the fridge, if you didn't notice it. It looks like it's drawn in crayon. I'm wondering if that is Billy's artwork. Probably is. Because I don't think Allison nor Billy has any kids. I would not put it past him. It looks like a little kid out of the barn. Stick figures. Just take a peek next time. <laughs> well, I know we rag on Billy a lot, but I just want to take a moment to say it. your hair it. maybe was supposed to look like bedhead, but... I let your hair was looking good. You looked good in this scene. I don't think we're quite at that style yet. Um, for yeah. the nineties, we'll get there though. I liked it. So Allison's like, if I had a girlfriend in this situation, I would know exactly what to tell her. Dump the guy. But being it myself, the my emotions are just totally out of control. I just don't sleep anymore. I love him. I guess this is what I get for falling in love. Oh, Jesus. Mm-mm. No, that's what you get for sleeping with a married man. Yes. Several times. Ugh. So, Jake goes to Matt's. Uh, Matt tells him that the cops are looking for the bad guys, and that's pretty much all they can do. And How Jake's like, I still want to fuck them up. Did anyone else notice how significantly smaller Jake is from the side than Bill, than uh, Matt? Jake is like the skinny waif of a man, and he Matt is, is this thicker, like brooding gay guy. We yeah. have seen in other episodes. I think when um, when Jake was being led away by the police, yeah, it was like very, mm-hmm. he's, he's skinny, he's a little, he little pint so size, small. yeah, little he, pint size. But he packs a lot of punch, guys. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. Yeah, he's he a, he's a superhuman being. <laughs> um, yeah. So Rhonda is talking oh. to Jake in Melrose Place, and she bursts out into the courtyard area, and she's just yelling, "Sandy got the part! She's on forever and tomorrow! Sandy's made it! She's gone!" And again, she says for effect, "She's gone." Yeah. By the that's way. It. Cover it up, Rhonda. She's wearing this like horrific sunflower Mm-mm. bikini top or like halter or whatever. She's got her little baby belly poking out. 
It is just ridiculous. It's like she definitely probably has an Audi. It's like <laughs> that's all. It's like a malnourished. It's like what what right. like it's malnourishment. One of those, like, Ethiopian kids. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. It's also bad. a very nineties commercial, by the way. Oh, and yeah. Jake, you can tell that Jake's a little taken aback. He can hardly believe it. The girl, I think he always held on to some kind of hope that he would have a chance mm. with Sandy down the road, that they'd reconcile, maybe they'd end up together. But he kind of is like taking it in. She's gonna live in New York now. Hmm. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, she's gone. Bye, and bye, Sandy. Rhonda's a little too excited about this because I don't know. She she's got to cover that rent. That's what I was gonna say. Like how she sublet that rent? Yeah, she might have to sublet. Hmm. Um, well, we'll see. So let's move forward here. Um, Billy <laughs> takes it upon himself to confront Keith. Billy is gonna be the one to settle the score here. Yeah, he goes up to Keith. Um, and I'm like, damn, Billy's got some balls here. He's he like, yo, he does leave Allison alone. She loves you to death. You're just toying with her. I care about her more than you do. Yeah. He's like, it must be nice hanging out on the porch by the ocean and cheating on your wife. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you're just jealous. Go home, yeah. Billy. And Keith is kind of like, well, who are you? And then Billy's like, I'm her best friend. <laughs> yeah. We're all like. Are uh, you? Yeah, okay. If, Since when? Yeah, if you're Allison's best friend, I hate to see her enemies. Oh my goodness. Because <laughs> he fucks with her all the time. Yeah, yeah. and Keith is like, oh, uh, well, who are you? Her dad? Yeah. And Billy's like, this is serious. She loves you and believes in you. And then that's when Keith is like, you're just jealous. And Ke- and Billy's like, no, I care about her more than you do. Mm-hmm. And okay, it's starting to settle in for Keith that, like, yeah, he is bad for her. Yeah. He Definitely knows. bad for her. He knows. Because uh, he went home and had sex with his wife that weekend. Probably. <laughs> when Allison ditched him. Yep. So we're back at Dean. Um, we're actually back at the halfway house. And uh, Matt's boss calls him into his office. Yeah. Calls him into his office, sits him down, and says, Hey, man, what you did to Mallow was not cool. And you caused some damage to the walls. He says, Matt, you promote a little bit too much self-expressions. We need a role model that will engender family values. It's just not working out, man. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Matt, Matt, he's wearing it on his face. He's like, oh, shit. This guy fired me because he realized that I was gay. Because he's gay. Yeah, not Although cool. his boss gets to wear a plaid jacket with... I think it's an argyle vest. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely is not making the right choices. Yeah, in that shit is fireable. <laughs> That's but a fireable. No offense. one says anything about that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, okay. So that, that slips right through the radar. <laughs> We're at D and D, and Allison is working the reception desk, and Keith shows up. Yeah. Once Allison back grabs her arm. Gets a little physical. That's true. He's like, come to lunch. That's a fact. Come on, we need to talk about this. And she's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Get out of here. We need to think about this. You need to think about it. I have feelings. You can't pretend that they don't exist. And he just keeps, come on, Allison. We got to get to lunch. Let's talk about this in private. And she's like, look. She's on the verge of tears here. And she says... I'm going to start crying in a few yeah. minutes. If I start this, I will never forgive you. Get out of here. And she pretty much says to him, I have sacrificed my work 
by the way, as a receptionist. Yeah. She's like, look, <laughs> I am the receptionist. I can be replaced. I only had the <laughs> skateboard sh- file. I, I only should had- have been replaced. Yeah. Should You gotta so, go. And then her boss walks up all snooty and is like, are there any calls? <laughs> Gives, and that gives basically, yeah, and that basically like, gives. I Keith, know what like, you've done, you bastard. Get mm. out of here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so it's that evening. Matt is hanging out by the pool. Rhonda's going to do her laundry and stops by. They start chatting. Matt says that how excited he was to go back to the halfway house. The kids were so supportive after he got beat up, and they wanted to start a patrol to walk up and down Santa Monica to ensure people weren't going to be targeting gay people again. And then he lays it on her. What happened? Mm-hmm. He's basically like. I got fired because I was gay. It's like he's coming to the realization as he's telling Rhonda. And it's sad, man. You should never be discriminated against because of your uh, sexual preferences. Absolutely. So the next day, of course... Jake's back to his old tricks. Fixing his bike by the pool. By the way, why is his bike always broken? That is a great <laughs> question. He must ride it and ride it hard. Every yeah. episode. That's all I'm thinking. Every app, he's got Every that episode. bike by the he pool. He's throttling he's, the shit out of that. He's a... Because look, <laughs> the police of, of, of Melrose Place are not solving crimes. So Jake has to at night. In his spare time. Oh, that's right. So that's so doing a, a lot of wear and tear like on the, the bike. The, the Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the I Dark Knight. He is, in fact. So Matt, again, is relaying this situation to Jake. And Jake is like, so go out and do something about it. Demand your job back. And if they don't give it back, sue him. You've got a case. Yeah. Jake's trying to light a fire under Matt's ass. He's a motivator. He's a goddamn gentleman. And Jake is Jake is up for social justice. He is. He is. Fighting crime one day at a time. <laughs> so we cut to and Allison is out to lunch with her boss, Lucy. Right. So this has, has to be uh, boss take your receptionist to lunch day. <laughs> because when the fuck does this ever happen? I'd, I'd like to answer that. Never. <laughs> You'd be correct. And, I mean, it really is incredible how much Lucy just spends on Allison. I mean, just with their, her time, her advice. It's like, if the, if I had if a girl working for me that totally messed up this many times and blew so many chances with me, I would, like, what is, what is this? Yeah. But then, as if this relationship... Couldn't get any more personal. What does Lucy do? She shares with Allison oh, yeah. that she's been in the same boat. With Dan. And tells her that her and Dan were in a relationship and he was married. And she was with him for five years. Right. Five years. And she would wear $200 silk nighty to bed every night. Just, just to wait to see if he would come if he home came to, her. to her. And he never did. Look, here's how I want this to all play out. <laughs> I like In like 10 episodes... I want Lucy to, like, give Allison, like, one last piece of advice and then, like, disappear into thin air. Which will probably happen. Like, she was her fairy godmother this whole time. Which will probably happen. Yeah. Yeah. I need, or, or I want Lucy to end up being, like, Allison's mother. (laughs) 
it's like revealed. Like, they do like a, a DNA test. Guess what? <laughs> I'm your I've been mom. Watching you yeah. all along. Come to mommy. That's why I've been trying to help you so much, Allison. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. So we go oh. to shooters. What? I'm I'm sorry. I just had a note that like. Yeah, she is really oversharing with Allison. Yeah, okay, very much yes. so. Major much overshare. So. Very much so. So now you and your you and your boss both know that you each were the same type of slut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Congratulations. They got stuff in common. Congratulations. Congratulations. So we're back at Tudors, and Rhonda and Jane are sitting in a booth, and it's the day. Sandy is on that soap. It's her first episode. Mm-hmm. Everyone's congregated there to see their old girl, the waitress Sandy, do her thing on this big, big break. forever and tomorrow. And mm-hmm. no one's at work. No one's at work. No one. This bar is packed. No one is it's working. It's people. Well, because Sandy was the only one that worked there. That's true. Yeah, and people took off. <laughs> and she quit. People she took quit. off. So Matt is sitting there eating. Well, Matt's unemployed now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. Jake comes up. I mean, who? we don't know what Jake is doing now. Does he work at that mo- motorcycle place? Who knows? I don't know. So he, Jake comes up. Oh, well, actually, Jake is sitting there eating, and Matt comes up to Jake and is like, Here's a couple bucks for your meal because I've decided I'm going to sue that guy. I'm going to get them for firing me for mm-hmm. being gay. Very optimistic about the outcome. I just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah. This was 92, out. okay? Yeah. But, yeah. but Jake is saving people now without violence. And I, I, like, right. I like that progression. Left right. I like that progression. So this could be the very, to- the very last time we see Sandy on screen. I yeah, think it absolutely place. is. I just don't and, understand who's watching soaps at bars. I don't either. Well, there's about and 50 people. But what soap comes on at like 9 o'clock p.m.? Oh. It was, I think it was no, midday. No, this is day. This oh. is it was daytime. midday. Oh. Yeah. And Sandy's beautiful little face gets mm-hmm. unwrapped. Mm-hmm. She has amnesia. She's introduced as Dr. Aviva Lester. Mm. And she looks into the camera one last time. And that may be the last time we see her and face. And she doesn't remember anything? Nothing. Well, what Nothing. a coincidence, because we probably won't remember her as a cast member. Oh! oh burn! Ouch. Whoa! Sorry, Amy Locaine. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> so we cut to... I mean, look, this is sad. This is sad. Like, we liked Sandy. We didn't like her at the beginning, but... She had a good run. There were several episodes that were just about Sandy. And I wonder what... Did they just feel that she wasn't the right like vehicle yeah. for the like mm. they wanted more drama like what I what I feel ended like it? they probably gave her as much drama as they could without overdoing it and really after all the stalking and you know the yeah. acting and casting like there really wasn't another place for her character to go and yeah and look at what they've already set up so like they've introduced Kimberly that's gonna be Michael's uh, cheat. They've introduced uh, this whole Allison and Billy thing, so there's no way for Sandy to like hook up with Billy. And then they've closed the door on her and Jake ever getting together. So it's like, where 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 can she fit in? Yeah. What can she do? And who knows? Maybe she wanted off the show. Maybe she got offered a that's what part, I'm wondering another part in something. Yeah, yeah. As a doctor with amnesia. So Who I mean, knows? they they wrote her off well, you know. It wasn't like oh, we're gonna they, kill they, you. Yeah, they gave her successful. Exit. Yeah, 
I feel like you guys are talking me down. Like, Jenny, it's going to be she's okay. Right. She's She's going to make it. Well, she's I mean, gonna make it. I like to. We dropped her off at a farm, okay? <laughs> she can run free. She has plenty of room to play. Yeah. So we cut to Allison is standing in her apartment. She's staring off into space. And then Billy comes on in and he says, So are we ready for our ships in the night routine? And Allison says, this ship is coming back to port. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm breaking up with Keith tonight. I'm done. Jeez. And Billy, in his heart, is like, yes. Thank God. I don't have to eat frosting anymore. <laughs> Billy confides in Allison that he actually went to Keith's house and gave him the old, you better not hurt her routine. Allison seems amused by it. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, you really care about me, don't you, Billy? Yeah, of course, Allison. I care so much about you. Come on, let's eat frosting together. I'll grab you a spoon. And then they have this very weird moment where they hold each other's hands, but just for For really too long. A little too long. Mm -hmm. long. And they're like looking wistfully into each other's eyes. Billy's looking back at Allison like, I love you. You smell like home. And she's like, 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 don't love me. (laughs) And she's like, wish me luck. Lock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes me sick. Yeah, it makes me want to vomit up cotton candy. So, Allison is going to go to Keith's, break it off. She walks to his beachside porch we see already. By the way, walks from Melrose Place to whatever beach he's on. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that ain't happening. Well, not walking from there, but yeah, she, yeah. she walks up to his porch there is a dinner already set on the table. It's sunset. He's yeah. got bottles and a palm Champagne bottles. on ice, baby. Well, he's yeah. probably Waiting. got, he's probably got leftovers out. from all that freaking sauce he made. Oh, that's right. He did make a vat of spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, they've got a lot. Yeah. And so... She's he, ready to dump him. Keith is like... He's energized. Baby, come here. He's energized. I dumped her. Well, no. He didn't say dumped her. He said, I told my wife. Oh, I told her about dumped. you. I'm going to leave her, he says. I've told her. She knows you're the only woman I've ever loved. Then why did you get married, Keith? Can I ask, too? Sure. What's the timeline here? Because she met Keith last episode, correct? Yes. Okay. That's true. So how much time has elapsed? Two I, weeks? I think several days. Days. It's gotta be. Yeah. Uh, maybe a week. Because Sandy seems to have recovered from the stalking pretty well. Yeah. But yeah. stalking, that was that was a few episodes ago. That wasn't, that was like episode eight. This so, is uh, okay. 13. Allison oh, my bad. is the only woman that he's ever loved. I think it's bullshit. Um, it's bullshit, bro. You're a marine biologist. Yeah. I don't know why that makes a difference, but... And Allison is just staring at him, and he says, For God's sake, Allison, say something! She, we see Allison's face. She has a quizzical look. Credits. Credits. Done. Credits! We don't know. The cliffhanger. First, first cliffhanger of the season. We've Allison leaves it with Allison dumbfounded with that stupid little look she does. <laughs> That look you fell in love with years ago. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, Dan, don't pretend because Sarah. By the way, Allison was one of Daniel's first loves. Yeah, Sarah she told really us. I'm not Sarah sure if you told know us this. today. 
I, who was I had on a Team Allison, which may be why he hates Billy so much. You it know what? Be. You're getting to the root of this. It might be. She's, Maybe. She's too good for him. <laughs> Maybe Amalo isn't the only one with demons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw this chair through the window. So let's recap, guys. What happened in this episode? Okay. Uh, Allison dumps Keith. Maybe. Maybe. Sandy gets the part. Billy stops eating frosting. <laughs> and uh, Matt gets beat up and fired. Yeah. Yep. In, yep. in a nutshell, that's pretty much what happens. Yeah. Jake is oh, awesome. Mancini's tired. Mancini is tired, but admits he has looked at other women. Yeah. yeah. Roundabout admits eyes. it. Yeah. He doesn't have eyes just for Jane. Yeah. yeah. Definitely not. Sarah. What's your nineties moment? Um, you know, I've got I've got I've gotta go with Allison's plaid skirt and white keds. Okay. That is my nineties moment. Very nineties. Okay. Well, when they're playing pool, uh they're talking about Keith, uh all the girls from Melrose Place, and they ask the question, they say boxers were bikinis. But do you guys remember in the 90s always saying, boxers or briefs? Yeah. yeah. Do you I wear boxers that. or briefs? Like, that was a big thing and like, a Never very, like... bikinis. Me neither. referred to as men's underwear. Me neither. But I think that this is what they were alluding to, and I think that that was a very provocative question back in the 90s to be like, whoa, do you wear boxers or briefs? And there wasn't mm. a choice for boxer briefs yet. That's true. So, they didn't morph them yet. Yeah. Yeah. So they were asking boxers or bikinis, but I thought that that was very indicative of the time, that that was like, they're, ooh, we're going to talk about yeah. really, like, heady stuff. Bikinis? <laughs> yeah. Called a ma- they, like, are those the tidy whiteies? Yeah, they're yeah. That, that's briefs. I yeah. think that that's briefs, but yeah. they were calling them bikinis. And then, of course, I cannot overlook Sandy's choker when she's serving the oh, guy. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that choker... Yeah. What about you, Dan? What's your 90s moment? I think my 90s moment is like being that hooked on soaps. Uh, ah, that whole yeah. concept, yeah. Yeah, it's like who's, who has the time now to be watching these soaps yeah, it's, daily? Yeah. Soaps, I feel like soaps are done. But that was, it was very 90s. Mm-hmm. Agreed. There was like, do you guys remember Passions? Yes. I think that was more early 2000s. Even our, our I mom. Never watched I it. love Passions. Oh they had gosh. like that crazy puppet character. Our mom used to do General Hospital. Yeah, General my mom Hospital. did General oh, Hospital. Well, for a while I got hooked on all my children. I think mm. in my 20s. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of daytime. I don't know time. how you even. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of daytime downtime. Like, do, you just, do you just start one and just try to get to well, figure yeah. it out. You can I mean, jump it's, in. It's really like all the same storylines all and over again. Do you notice they always recap like like you don't get anywhere in an episode. You no. might like move forward like maybe, maybe 3 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they all they do is recap what yeah. happened in scenes before. Yeah. And it's like, "But wait. I thought my mother told you I'm going to Puerto Rico next summer." And then that's the entire episode. Yeah, and then it's like dwell on that. And then such and such is now an alien, and now this person has died, and her twin sisters come Ugh. back to haunt, and you know it's it's ridiculous. My yeah. head hurts. Agree. Yeah. All right, Sarah, what's your lesson? Uh, I think the lesson here is stand up for yourself. 
You know, when it comes mm-hmm. to is that yours? I had the same thing written down. All right. Woo! Both of you, same thing. Yes. Yeah. Hey, we have the Stand same birthday, for... guys. Yeah. March sixteenth, right here. Oh yeah. Same birthday. Same birthday twins. Best day of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it comes down to you know, like your sexual preference, you got to stand up for yourself. You know, Amalo, standing up for his feelings, mm. if that's even his name. Um, Allison needs to stand up for herself when it comes to relationships. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like that's that's what you got to do. I think you guys are right. Couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> my my lesson is sort of the same thing, but just the, the negative. Uh, you, you can't stand for injustice. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I like that. Because Jake is like, uh-uh. Can't stand for this injustice. You need to sue those motherfuckers. And Allison can't stand for being the other woman. Mm, gotcha. She can't do yeah, it. Yeah, that's the flip side of that. Um, so if we're going to rename this, this episode is called Dreams Come True. And I think the only way that that works Sandy. is for Sandy because yeah. her dream came true. But yeah. that yeah. is not, that does not cover Anything else that happened in the episode. Nope. Um, but if you could rename it, what would you call it? I renamed it Don't Give Up the Fight. Because mm-hmm. Matt's not going to give up the fight of this uh, hate crime. Sandy never gave up the fight being an actor and making it. And uh, Allison is not going to give up the fight to dump Keith. Mm, don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> she might give up. She might give up something else. Yeah. I renamed this episode Don't Judge a Book by Its Cover. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I think we all know where those points are leading. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Jenny? Mine is Love Hurts. Because. Love hurts. But it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. <laughs> because Matt pays for who he loves. And gets physically hurt. And then Allison gets emotionally hurt because of who she loves. Mm. These are great. These are great. Guys, these I are... I think any of these could have been winners. This is some of our best work on yeah. renames. It really is. So, guys, we have any predictions for upcoming episodes? Um, I've got a few. Um, I predict there's going to be no more Sandy in any episode in any way, shape, or form. Um, I predict Matt is going to lose his case because, like I said, he's too wildly optimistic about the outcome. <laughs> um, I feel like Jake will go on some sort of a spree, whether it's dating or aggression or, you know, just being a loner. Um, because I think it's going to be due to missing Sandy in some sort of way. Mm. Kind of what you were touching on before. Yeah. Maybe he'll, like, start, you know, have, like... A girl in his room every night or whatever. Um, and last but not least, I predict that um, we may see the end of times for Rhonda as well. Ooh. I feel like she, you're next, Rhonda. I, I feel like she's gonna start to feel, um, you know, the the weight of having to carry that rent by mm. herself, and you know, she's not gonna be able to find a roommate because she she sucks, <laughs> and <laughs> so. I feel like that's going to have to force her to move back home. Because her job as an aerobics instructor just is not going to pay for that Melrose Place pad. pad. Anyone else? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking actually opposite of you. Oh, That Matt is going to make some money off of this settlement. Okay. And in doing so, he's going to open his own halfway house. Oh. Where he's going to work out the aggressions of Amalo's 
Another Malo's oh, like him. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and then I think that Allison is gonna stay with Keith, but cheat on him with Billy. Oh. oh. And give Keith a little taste of his own medicine. Yikes. Interesting. Yikes. I don't. Allison's too nice for that. Those, yeah. The, the plus, little hand holding thing went a little too long for he's me. He's not really yeah. cheating on her with his wife. I kind of feel like. Because he told her, and she is the one who came creeping to his well, beach house. Well, to dump him. But he said he told his wife. No, no, no. I'm talking about the episode before with, uh, him, with right, her. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my predictions are... Valid, though. Valid. Thanks. My predictions, we never see Sandy again. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to get Joe now? Is she going to be in the next episode? Rhonda's got to go before oh. Joe comes in. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Joe's Joe's coming. I guess she's close to coming now. And um, uh, Matt's got his new ongoing storyline. Something that really hasn't yeah hasn't uh, hasn't happened. Keep him on the show. Yeah, Matt 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 got himself a job. It's so. gonna be forever. But it's very progressive for '92. I mean, somebody fighting for gay rights. Yeah. So Matt, but like all of Matt's storylines get they start and solve same episode. Yeah. yeah. So this it, is an arc. Yeah. To carry him this through. Is, this will keep him for at least at least two more weeks. I feel. Yeah. yeah. So good on you, Matt. All right, that's our episode. Um. Oh. Yeah, we have some, we got some more reviews on iTunes that we thought we would read for the people. Um, from Nerds with Words, they say, Melrose Place? Effin' yeah. I know what you're thinking, Melrose Place, random, but amazing. I started listening, not ever watching the show, and I easily transitioned right in. Great job. Dan and Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Highly recommend. Yay! And then we have another one by Rifferella entitled Hooked. I was not familiar with Melrose Place before listening, and I had no problem jumping right in and having a great time. Dan and Jenny have great chemistry, and it's a fun format. Can't wait to hear what happens. Neither can we, Rifferella. Thank you so much for the review. Yeah, thanks, guys. And thank you, Jerry, for that lovely uh, rendition. (laughs) Anytime, anytime. So we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MelrosePod. And you can email us anytime you like, MelrosePod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. We'll read whatever you say. We will. And one thing, I do want to thank the OG fan of Melrose Place, the person that we have to thank for this little podcast, Miss Sarah Hill. Yay. Thank you. That's right. Thank you for stopping by. You <laughs> of shed course, a of lot of informative light. So into much it. fun, guys. See, you guys, you need to give the gift of Melrose Place to somebody. Give Just give that gift. You never know what's going to happen with it. I had that DVD yeah. on my shelf for years. Look what it's blossomed into. And, you know, yeah, a decade later, we're, we're, we're doing this podcast. It. Still rocking it. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week. 